0: Hey guys, you're listening to Leaving a Legacy.
1: You don't well. have to scoop to anyone, right. even hey. your mom, you know, when <laughs> she's in a <laughs> top eight and you're going to walk around man. <now. laughs> so we're going, <laughs> we moved into the ballsy portion
0: of <laughs> There's some things you just can't find about, like, like mex- the Mexican America. food, you can't buy Mexican <laughs> food. <in the> <laughs>
1: Welcome, everyone, to Leaving a Legacy. It's been a long week, but we're back in strength. How you doing, Adrian?
0: Uh, I'm doing okay. I'm a little... yeah, so... yeah, I'm doing alright. How you doing, Jerry?
1: I'm doing good. It's a beautiful summer day, and I'm inside in the dark recording a podcast.
0: Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is your neighbor going to fire up the lawnmower now?
1: Yeah, you know, various various uh you know, gas powered appliances and
0: He's got a jet ski on the front lawn for no <laughs> yeah, reason. Yeah, he just says, he's practicing on the jet ski. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wants to get the real feel, so that's why he's firing it up. <laughs> uh, so how you doing? Oh, uh, good, good. Um How was New York? It was fun. I did miss the legacy event, but it was definitely worth it. Mm. Um it's tiring. And uh, you walk a lot in New York. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I suppose you're not really going to, like, go pick Is that his lawnmower?
1: No, that's a <laughs> <laughs> Um
0: Yeah, I guess you don't really want to, like, go get your car and fucking move it
1: Yeah, like, there's no such thing as parking in New York So you park your car and then you get it, out you know, three days later mm. you uh, pay for
0: storage, you don't pay for parking
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's really funny walking around the city, and you see the parking garages that are, like, five-story garages, which are just, like, elevators. Mm -hmm. So you just, like, drive your car onto the elevator, and then it cranks up, and you're like, Oh, there's my car, three stories in the air, just hanging there by a thin sheet of metal. (laughs) Yeah. But it was a good time. Uh, I got to see a lot of college buddies I haven't seen in a long time, so Mm. I guess it was worth missing the Legacy event. How
0: long have you been out of college now?
1: Uh, about three years.
0: Okay, that's not too bad.
1: Yeah, not not terrible. But I did do the whole I don't feel like graduating yet, so I'll stay for one year longer. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's fine. I mean it took me I what did it take me? I think I did a two year degree in seven years or some shit. But I mean that's pretty good for being a high school dropout anyway. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean a lot of the people I was studying with too I haven't seen in uh shit. Six years? Damn. Yeah, a lot of really good people too.
1: Yeah, you never you never really uh, know what you have until you miss it once uh, you leave college. Yeah,
0: but you know what's really cool and like I'm I've never been i never been big on like social media and shit and like I mean I I've been connecting with some people through Twitter and stuff and mm-hmm. I just I've never been a fan of like Facebook and Twitter's been kind of cool. Um, yeah, I get in Facebook a little bit, but. I... The neat thing was like, one of the people I was studying with, uh, it, it it's cool cause I get to keep touch with them in a mm-hmm. bit. You know, I, like I haven't seen, so some of the people that I studied with, I haven't seen in like, you know, six, seven years. And it's, um, it's cool to know like what they've been up to since, you know, cause we were all, we were all studying engineering and stuff. And, uh, I kind of wonder, well, you know, well, I wonder what ever happened with this one or that one. And, you know, like there was, there was a girl that, um, was studying with us And it's You don't There's really not a lot of girls That study engineering
1: and, Oh uh, no Really Yeah really and,
0: <laughs> But the ones that do stand out And this one uh, She ended up going on And she just I think recently finished Her master's degree in physics mm-hmm. And, and uh, So it's it's kind of It's kind of cool To be able to You know Keep touch Even though I'm not seeing These people To keep touch And see You know What they've been up to And how they've been doing And stuff
1: Yeah, my biggest regret is that I didn't play magic all throughout college because I was, you know, trying to have a quote unquote normal social life and then just realizing after I graduated that the magic social life is just so much more fun.
0: Well, sure, but if you like, I I mean, damn, dude, for me, if I was playing magic when I was studying, I I would not (laughs) have graduated.
1: Uh, Oh, that's true.
0: That's true. And I, I don't, I mean,. I'm not sorry to knock something. I don't know what it's like studying jazz guitar, but
1: hey, hey, hey! <laughs> Double major in jazz guitar and international relations. I well, have, real- and
0: I, I got to imagine the international relations had had a heavy course load.
1: Yeah, lots like, of uh, lots of reading, you know, Lenin and yeah. all these political treaties, but
0: yeah, it, which has to be difficult to try to do when you're trying to figure out what deck to play next week and like oh, grinding yeah. out <laughs>
1: matches going me, to New me, Jersey important things in life. <laughs> Actually, I will say, I definitely scored better on the SATs because of magic, especially the vocabulary section. Vindicate was one of my vocab <laughs> words in, on the SATs. And I'm like, I know exactly what it is. It's a destroy <laughs> card <Tiger program.">
0: permanent. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I know, see, when I got my son playing, um, I know his, his mother was acknowledging that his grades were going up in English and, um, you know, his reading comprehension and his math. <laughs>
1: Yeah, oh, I've heard plenty of, uh, teachers who, like, introduce magic to their students as a way to, you know, increase their, their learning skills because they're able to associate, uh, you know, the things that they're trying to drill into them with this fun game. So it's, they're learning and they don't even realize it.
0: So I guess within that we'll give an honorable mention to James Keenan?
1: Yes, yep, James <laughs> Keenan, the local, uh, magic playing school teacher. Oh, I should I, actually ask him. Math genius. He's math. awesome <laughs> shout out to james Keenan early <laughs> uh, i i
0: just i i always i always like math and i and i uh i don't know i just i like anybody else that likes math
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice but uh Pretty mixed bag of stuff to go over this week uh, Lots of uh, new things coming out
0: Yeah, So, and and before we get into that I think what I do want to mention I noticed in editing the last cast So I went out and got one of these personal vaporizer things That like, instead of smoking a cigarette You, I don't know, inhale diesel fume <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever the fuck
1: Kiss. Things recently been banned from uh, Magic Tournaments. I love the big billboard outside the entranceway. You know, e-cigarettes, not allowed.
0: Well, some of them, I mean, yeah, so me and a bunch of guys were outside this place the other night, and uh one of them pulls out his, whatever the hell he's doing. And, you know, some of us are smoking cigarettes, and he's starts smoking this thing. And one of the guys stepped away. He's like, God, he's like a diesel truck. <laughs> <'Cause> it's, <laughs> it's like thick fuming. I mean, his wasn't, like, his wasn't subtle. Um, you know, I got one of these subtle ones that so I could have... Using it at work or whatever, and I haven't had a cigarette in two days, but I noticed in editing the last cast, every once in a while, you end up listening to me <laughs> taking a drink off <laughs> of something. I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting. So, you know, I'm, I guess, unfortunately, anybody who's trying to listen to me say something will have to muddle through my, uh, new addiction, I guess. <laughs>
1: At least it's uh, you know uh, vapor alcohol in your lungs rather than carcinogens, so you can take your pick.
0: Well, the reality is I don't know what the hell is in my lungs, but it is kind of cool that these things they they smell like incense, man.
1: Yeah, they do smell really good. Yeah,
0: I was surprised I could even inhale it because because <laughs> I don't know. Yeah.
1: I, I I've tried I've tried pulling a drag at like a party. And <laughs> I've
0: tried smoking incense. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so you, um, you tried you know, one of these?
0: You barely even smoke, though.
1: Yeah, I pretty much only smoke when I'm drunk. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, it, it, I, I thought it was really, really heavy, even compared to a cigarette.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, like, really, really thick smoke, which is funny since it's all vapor.
0: Well, yeah, and his was probably one of the, like... Heavy duty. I mean, apparently, I was. I, <laughs> 300 I went,
1: milligrams of nicotine? <laughs>
0: oh, no, so it was kind of cool. I, you know, well, I got this little one, and uh, I was playing Legacy Sunday, and this this other guy had some like, uh, I, don't, I don't even know how to describe it, man. The thing was bigger than his cell phone, and um, every once in a while, he starts trying, and he's trying to take like little subtle drags while he's playing Legacy in the card room,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> which. If the store acknowledged It probably wouldn't be Allowed anyway Yeah And uh You know he wasn't like Fumigating the place Um But I started asking him you know, Oh where'd you get that How much does that go for and, and he starts telling me Like And he was racking up A total on what it went for I'm like really I got this one for like 20 bucks at the gas station <laughs> But uh
1: Yeah, probably there's all different levels. Like, I've seen them go for, like, $5 to $90. Yeah,
0: and then he was telling me about a place that's kind of local, so I went over there before I got on a call with you, and I was just checking it all out, and the guy's, like, rebuilding them, and it looks like model kits. He's, like, wrapping a coil, and and apparently it works like a hurricane lamp, which is... uh,
1: I don't know what that is.
0: You don't know what a hurricane lamp is?
1: Is that, like, a lava lamp?
0: No, see, back before we had electricity, when I was a kid... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> hurricane lamps are like the the things that you see. They're um, yeah, they're the things that you see. Yep. Which is it's like how brainstorm is tactile. Uh No, it's um, god, it's got like a bulb at the bottom that you fill with oil, and then there's a flat cotton wick that goes from the oil up, and it just soaks the oil up to the top, and you light it, and then when you want more light, you roll a fucking bar on the side that pulls the cotton wick up further. Oh,
1: like a like a lantern.
0: Yeah, it's a hurricane lamp. And they call it a hurricane lamp. But just... The, what the... Wow. Is that... Was that a Mack truck?
1: <laughs> I live on a busy street, A.J. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I even sealed off all my windows just like, sweating <laughs> balls in here. It's so like, i got to do it for the listeners. It's 86 degrees outside, but i got to close all the windows. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was tempted to put the air conditioner in. Um, but anyway, so... Yeah, so they just call it a hurricane lamp. And I was watching him. He was like the amount of work he had to put into it, I'm like, man, that doesn't look like much fun. But so anyway, yeah, so I got one of these silly things. Um and I played so, Legacy yeah. Sunday and a guy had one there.
1: Oh, nice. Tying it all together. <laughs>
0: yeah. Back to legacy.
1: Uh, How how'd the tournament go?
0: Uh it was um alright, so I played Food Chain.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Uh well yeah, I don't think I do that twice. Uh, no? <laughs> <laughs> it, w- it really wasn't bad. I mean um the deck is actually it's kind of interesting. It was really... It was funny, because... Oh, my God, dude. There were, like, five or six Miracles decks.
1: Ugh. That's yeah.
0: It's, yeah, it's getting terrible. It's getting terrible. I almost want to play Bug Miracles just to play Abrupt Decay and Counterbalance in the same deck.
1: Um, <laughs> just to go deep on them? Oh,
0: my God. It's, it's, <laughs> it's miserable. So, yeah, there was, like... There, there was so many Miracles decks. Um, And Ian came down... <laughs> and uh from your from the from the square that you live in <laughs> yep.
1: town, yeah, so he, yeah, he, he hit he, me up on Twitter, and I unfortunately had to tell him I wasn't gonna make it,
0: yep, so he came down, I'm gonna make him up some proxies, I want to make him up some proxies before uh s c g Worcester I want to see if I can get them together for him, yeah,
1: so, that's right around the corner,
0: yeah, I know, so i got I gotta get cracking on him I sh- I, um because I want to get these things together for him, but he came down um. I was playing Food Chain. There was a slew of Miracles decks, I think. Round one, I probably played Miracles. I think I won two rounds out of the whole day. And, like, it was kind of funny, because...
1: I would actually feel Food Chain is pretty well matched up against uh, Miracles, because you can just combo them out. And it's a very hard combo to hate out for Miracles, because even if you counter it, um, it's really easy to reset the combo back up.
0: Yeah, I mean, the interesting thing is, like... I have to cast Mist Hollow Griffin, let it go through the turn, and watch Terminus put him at the bottom of my
1: library. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can see how that, that would uh, definitely <laughs> cause you some problems. But it's like, if they swords the Mist Hollow Griffin, you're like, yeah, okay, that's useless. cast yeah, they, it again.
0: And then they just side out the swords, of course.
1: Yeah, they side out the swords, and even if they counter the Mist Hollow Griffin, you can just exile it with the uh, uh, Deathrite Shaman to reset it.
0: Yep. Yep, as long as I resolve the death rite shaman.
1: Like, yeah, I mean
0: the other part of it that that's as, that was actually interesting in the deck is um dig through time will actually get rid of the mist Holo griffin exile fall. Oh,
1: I never even thought about that. <laughs>
0: it was actually pretty cute. It didn't come in like too often. Like there were times I think I even like I think I went to brainstorm and forced it myself just to get the mist Holo Griffin exiled because I already had food chain in hand.
1: Yep, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like
0: there, there were weird things I set
1: up like that. I know, like, the traditional, because when I first saw the deck, uh, Dig Through Time and Treasure Cruise hadn't been printed yet. Right. Um, the real cute thing was exile Mistala Griffin to force a will and then cast it.
0: Right, right. And, I mean, you're still allowed that. The Dig Through Time, actually, was interesting because they can counter it or Thought Sees it, I can still get it into exile while, right. while digging for the food chain if I want.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I think it just felt like it needed some tutoring pieces. I didn't have the, um, what, what, what was the three of card that you liked out of Invasion? Wasn't momentary lapse. What the hell was it?
1: Oh, Whatever um, com- oh. not compulsive re is it compulsive research? No, or?
0: it's not compulsive research. I, I have it in, uh,
1: it's the um, one that's like search your library for three cards and then exile them.
0: Yeah, I have it in a text message because I actually borrowed, uh, I ended up borrowing some Vendillion clicks from, from a good friend of mine. He's, uh, oh, nice. yeah, I'm gonna loan him, I'm gonna put together, uh, a deck for him to play at the SCG Worcester.
1: Ah, uh, speaking of that, I need to talk to Dan Hall, because he still has my show and tells.
0: Okay. Yes. Yeah, uh, so, is he so the, playing
1: Omnishow again?
0: Uh, I think he was. Uh, yeah, because, yeah, he, Um which apparently, you know, Miracles doesn't have a clock. Omnishow is actually really good against Miracles. Too. Yeah. I, uh,
1: I almost feel that's why Omnishow ticked up in popularity a bit, too, is to counteract the, uh, Miracles decks.
0: Yeah, probably. I mean, I, the only, I think, the, what the legends miracles deck probably has the best matchup because they just keep the click lock
1: yeah but that's probably the least popular of the miracles decks I would say
0: uh, yeah just, it, it, it t- takes
1: so long to uh, set up that against any delver deck you're you're probably dead before you can get that
0: sure but it's the one I see most consistently
1: uh in our meta yeah <laughs> it, it, that, it comes up but
0: it may not be popular but even though it's not popular, that doesn't actually mean much
1: to me. <laughs> you know? I I always wondered why they didn't run, um, uh, what is it, Magna of the Corridor? The, uh, white legend, the so one, one colorless white, white.
0: Because that's Death and Taxes, the one that exiles.
1: Yeah, but Miracles could run that too. If they got the Vendilion Clock lock, I don't know why I don't just run one of him as well.
0: Because, um, Magus of the Corridor is like. It's it's good for permanent removal if you have something that's on the board, and miracles yeah. miracles just stops it from hitting the board first.
1: Yeah, I guess that's a that's a point. But I mean, there's those times that it does slip through. Like that's how you beat the miracles as a fair deck is you land that Delver and you protect the hell out of it.
0: Yeah, you 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 land the sneak and show before they can, float a four drop.
1: Yeah. Well, you need a three drop.
0: Oh, uh, sneak attack.
1: Oh, sneak guy, I. Um You said sneak and show.
0: Yeah, I did. (laughs) (laughs) But but I did get to a point where I actually, um, uh, and I think it actually was the Miracles, the Legend Miracles I was playing against too, where I, what did I, I had like, I was trying to land Food Chain, I couldn't land Food Chain, Terminus hit the Mist Hollow Griffin, and I finally just hard cast Tidespout Tyrant. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, next thing I cast, I'm bouncing that counterbalance. I don't know. Oh, jeez. And, like, it, I think his turn, and he swords it. I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> uh,
1: does Tidespot Tyrant cost uh, eight or nine?
0: Uh, I think it's eight. It was, like, uh. three, three blue and five. But, I, but like, the cute thing is, you know, I changed, I changed. So the build would normally have two copies of Genesis Hydra,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: I took out a Genesis Hydra for an Emrakul. I just, okay. I figured out uh, why the hell not, I'll just do that anyway. Yeah. And I, but then as I played and I comboed out, I realized that Emmerichol really wasn't needed. Like the Genesis Hydra for two was garbage. Like I, I, I didn't like, the Genesis Hydra really good if you combo out. You know, mm-hmm. like if you have the Mist Hollow Griffin going with a food chain and the Genesis Hydra in hand. Uh, twice I comboed <laughs> out and what I ended up doing was like, Mist Hollow Griffin through the food chain to cast Tidespout Tyrant and bounce my opponent's entire board. Lands and all. Yeah. And, like, now th- now I'm just going to...
1: How did you have enough spells to cast in order to ba- bounce them all?
0: Because you cycle in the Mist Hologriffin. You just, just exile the Mist Hologriffin. Oh, Griffin because, oh
1: I got you. Once you get Yeah, that, yeah you just restart the chain. <laughs> yeah, he
0: just... I got you, I got you. He, got he, you. Just, he, he just triggers the Tidespout Tyrant.
1: Yep, I didn't even think about that one.
0: Yeah, I, so, yeah. like, even though Emrakul gets you the extra Torn... Uh, Tide Spout will just bounce their entire board. Right,
1: right, uh,
0: right. Which was very—I uh, mean, that was actually interesting. I think so. The way the deck was naturally built would have um, two Genesis Hydra, one Tide Spout Tyrant, and I took out one Genesis Hydra for an Emrakul, and I think in hindsight that really wasn't necessary. I don't even think the only thing. Yeah, I can't even think of what I wanted Emrakul in the grave for. Like there wasn't much purpose to having Emrakul except for to Genesis Hydra into i
1: it protects you against Mel
0: um yeah
1: <laughs> yeah it protects me ever, against Mel in case you ever go against High Tide or Blue Black Mel
0: well actually I lost to an Ultimate Jace. uh, uh ooh. but it was interesting because the Ultimate Jace, I still had four turns I just started casting all the Mist Hologriffins that were in exile yep and he kept bouncing them and like doing them like this sucks <laughs> uh, uh, okay. but I kept I kept trying that um I I yeah, the ties about Tywin actually worked out really good, but the card from Invasion was Manipulate Fate.
1: Ah, Manipulate Fate, that's what
0: it is. So I didn't have Manipulate Fate, and I didn't have a Birds of Paradise, but I ended up playing two copies of Intuition instead, because I figured that could at least get the food chain where Manipulate Fate doesn't.
1: Right, right, exactly. Yeah, Intuition is a pretty good card anyways. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good.
0: <laughs> and since, so I was playing... uh Anyway, so I so I played the deck and and I faced. I think I probably faced miracles, miracles, miracles. Um, there was one, and there was one guy who was really cool to play with. I, I, I haven't seen him down there in a little bit. He comes down every so often and he plays miracles, and we had the the longest game one. And it, but it was like it wasn't like it was just miracles counterbalancing everything you do. Like it was just it was highly interactive. Like the whole way through, I w- I would resolve something, he'd answer it, he'd try to do something, I'd answer it, and like. It was so they like the, the round is 50 minutes. I think game one was like 30 or 40. It was a, it was such a long game one, and um, and it wasn't like he wasn't slow playing a top or anything, and I wasn't slow playing anything. It's just it was just a very, really interesting game, and then um, in the end, I I ended up comboing out finally, and then um, we went to game two, and I ended up. I think I got him quick. I don't remember if he was just not getting lands or what, but I think he even had to mulligan. And uh, But, yeah, that was probably the most... Uh, one of the most interesting games all day. That was the only... well, I won two rounds. One was against him, and then the other one was against, like, a black-green uh, Tarmogoyf deck. That was oh, like, like the rock? Yeah, it must have been. He was, like, a lot of discard. Uh, he played Urborg, uh which meant I didn't have to use my fetches for mana. I could just leave them and Float black and do things with colorless anyway
1: Oh yeah, that's always nice
0: Yeah, and he was trying to make me discard it But like, I couldn't get I know one game he was pounding me with his and I couldn't get a dig through time to get my graveyard down Like, even when I got dig through time I was trying to shrink my graveyard down But I couldn't Like, I had a food chain in my grave Because he made me discard it So I'm like, alright, I gotta get rid of the enchantment and I looked in his grave And he had already had What's it, contamination? All lands produce black instead
1: Uh, yeah, that's, that's the, uh, it's the black blood moon, right? Uh,
0: it's a black, oh, maybe, but it's like a, it's a black enchantment. Whenever a player taps a land for mana, it produces black instead of its normal color. During your upkeep, sacrifice a creature, sacrifice contamination.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: Yeah, so he already had an enchantment in his graveyard, so I couldn't really affect the size of his goif. So I I had to get up my own abrupt decay. I, I had to try to get my own Abrupt Decay to get rid of his Goif because I was at like two life, <laughs> like I'm dead next turn.
1: Yeah, my my buddy Dan has actually been brewing with Contamination in a Pox style deck because you use uh Nether Spirit. Nether Spirit, if it's the top card in your top creature card in your graveyard at the beginning of your upkeep, you can return it to play. So you just keep returning Nether Spirit and sac- sacrificing it to Contamination, and you just have a permanent Black Blood Moon.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. Well, he had it on a... I had to decide if I wanted to counter it, because I was trying to think. I'm like, well, during his upkeep, it makes him sacrifice Tarmogoyf, and then I thought about him I'm like, no, he just gets rid of Contamination and kills me.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I always felt Contamination wasn't as good as Blood Moon, because more frequently you'll be playing against decks that can make use of the black mana than they can the red mana.
0: Yeah, um, yep.
1: It's just, there's more things in black that can destroy a black enchantment than there are, uh, red things. If I have a one death right shaman and all my spell staff for black, I can, or all my land tap for black, I can abrupt decay that contamination if it's a big problem. Mm-hmm. But if I'm stuck on one death right shaman and I have an abrupt decay against a blood moon, I'm still out of luck.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, I kind of was just thinking contamination. I think it was a black and a colorless, but it's still it has that upkeep requirement that Blood Moon doesn't have.
1: Right, right. Mm. It's definitely an interesting card, though.
0: Yep. And uh, and then I ended up, I got to play with Ian a little bit before he left, and I know he got, I think he got the first game, I got the second, he was trying to see, he's you know, what the purpose of the food chain deck is, and it was it was funny, because he didn't get to see the combo at all. He beat me game one, um, pretty handily, with a true name nemesis. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And then I ended up being able to just... He couldn't get rid of the Mist Hollow Griffin. I never saw a food chain. But that, like... You kind of forget until you're just attacking somebody that it's a 3-3 three, three flyer that can't be abrupt decade. Like, it... The removal... That's <laughs> removal the a premium thing with the
1: deck. deck. It's so good. People always forget. It. It's a Delver that doesn't die. Imagine <laughs> if Delver comes back every turn. Ah, <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, it's... So removing it's really difficult, man. And, uh... Man,
1: Basically, like, you have to have like a pacifism And who yeah. the hell runs pacifism In uh, Legacy
0: Right, and then, I don't know If I suppose a food chain was playing some sort of a sack outlet, but, so yeah Anyway, so I played food chain uh I, that's not What I want to be doing
1: <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't fun It's it, it had
0: its moments But for the most part, I kept looking at the hands go, it's, I think it's just too fair of a combo deck for me.
1: Yeah, that's the thing, it's It's like we mentioned before, it's very similar to Elves in that it's a combo deck that loses to other combo decks.
0: I did lose to Elves, yep.
1: Yes, yeah, um, it's even slower than Elves uh, in the combo matchup, but it's very very good against fair decks. It just trounces any other Delver deck.
0: Yeah, and, and I think like and so, and the guy was um, you know, I'm, I'm so i I lost to elves, and I'm glad yeah, yeah, I'm hoping he was getting some practice with it for like s c g Worcester because he wasn't like you know I'm used to like you know I sit down across from Nick, he will kill me faster than I realize what he's doing, and everything he's doing is legitimate, you know what I mean he's just he's he's been playing elves forever he knows what creature to do when how mm-hmm. like, he he knows his sideboarding he's not um he's not slow with an elf deck and elves does take practice, and uh hey. you know the the guy I was playing against he wasn't I, I was kind of bored, which happens when you watch an off deck combo out anyway, mm-hmm. but he wasn't, uh, you know, he was kind of, he was kind of slow with it too, so I'm hoping he was getting some practice for, uh, SCG.
1: Yeah, what, what I've also noticed with that is I find, I find myself, I watch those players more carefully, not because I think they're going to cheat, uh-huh. but because they don't have practice with it, they're going to unintentionally um, they can
0: unintentionally make a mistake show. Right.
1: And, and those th- those you have to watch like a hawk because you can call them on it and, you know, uh you know, save yourself and prevent them from winning when they shouldn't win. Whereas so, with um, uh, you know, a more practiced elf player, you're like, Alright, you got it? Okay, just show me the cards, you got it.
0: Yeah. Well the thing with you know so with me, um, you know, I'll I'll I'd watch I mean, watching elves combo out is uh boring. <laughs> it, it's it's okay it happens you know and um and at first i was watching him cuz so i could tell he's not you know he may be familiar enough with the deck because he has it together and he's obviously invested in putting elves together i'm sure he's played it you know a handful of times or a bunch and maybe even a lot um but there's certain things where like i can watch him and if he and it's not so much watching for his misplay it's watching so i can um if if he's open to it, make a suggestion so that he's he's better prepared the next time he's playing comboing out. Like, there was something where he, he went to do something like, yeah, you probably want to bounce uh, your Elvish Visionary, you know, and, like, so he could draw another card. And, like, you <laughs> know, I, like, I'll assist you with your combo a little bit here. Yeah. You know, uh, but at a certain point, I'm like, now I'm just going to look around, like, what other games are going on here because this isn't even a game anymore. Like, <laughs> you know, at a certain point, you're not going to whiff. You know, like right, right. Uh, unless you have too many lands in your elf deck, and the thing is, is like, um, I won't, I won't scoop to elves when they're in the middle of a combo because they can fizzle. You know oh I yeah,
1: mean? I don't. I when I'm playing online, I don't even scoop until they actually declare attackers because I've had opponents forget and just like skip through their attack phase unintentionally.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and the, but well, I mean, and I don't. Not everybody's gonna do this, but every once in a while, I love playing Hibernation. You know, I'll, I'll, I love watching them combo out. Alright, great, I cast Crater Hoof. Alright, cool. Uh, <laughs> combat. Alright, Hibernation. <laughs> so yes. Yeah. It like, this is some, sometimes you catch people, but sometimes you don't. But like, I'll, um, you know, if I have to watch an elf deck combo out, uh, it, it, it kinda becomes, you know, a choice. Like, halfway through the combo, alright, the chances of them whiffing are so minute, should I just take the time on the next round, or, like, should I actually just wait for them to whiff? You know what I mean? And sometimes you have to make that decision. And I never, like, the idea of, uh... Elves doesn't... Like, elves has, of course, if you get the second glimpse of nature, chances are I'm going to scoop to you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's generally a good plan.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, But anyway, so... So what else? So you didn't actually end up making it down there. Uh, I nope. did not. I did not end up winning any credit.
1: Aw, that's all right. Um, I did get the brewing on the car ride down though, because I was in the Legacy Spirit. Um, and what I've actually been working on is uh, adding Dak Faden to Reanimator. I um, like that sound. <laughs> yeah, the way I got to that was, you know, careful study is such a huge part of. Uh, the reanimator format, and as, and reanimator has also added Liliana before, so the three mana planeswalker is pretty good. And I remembered, uh, a list circulating a little while ago that was a blue, uh, Grixis reanimator deck that also ran, uh, Young Pyromancer. Mm-hmm. Um, because <clears throat> you can, Basically, run the Young Pyromancer, you're casting so many spells in Reanimator, just pump to get the combo off, that Young Pyromancer is pumping out tokens, and when you bring back Elishnorn, all those tokens become 3-3s. Three hmm. And it just basically, it's more resilient to Graveyard Hate, because you have the win condition of, you can also just turn into a Grixis Control deck with Young Pyromancer as your win condition.
0: So what are you reanimating a creature with? Just reanimate?
1: Yeah, so it's the same it's the same reanimation uh reanimator uh build, except it shaves a couple of the reanimation targets in order to play young p- pyromancer. Um so it only runs like three Grizzle brands in Elish Norn and then like one more utility uh creature compared to the usual nine uh okay. creatures that reanimator runs. Okay. And then you're splashing for red, and because you're already adding red, um, they switch out the Careful studies for faithless lootings, because it does the same thing, just it has flashback. Yep. And then I was gonna try and find some room, uh, to add a Dak Fane in or two, to just have that repeatable loot effect. Mm. Uh, my only thing I was running into it is, I do really like the splash of green in Reanimator to run Abrupt Decay, because it gets rid of a lot of your problem cards, like, uh, Death Shamans and Rest in Pieces. But at the same time, adding red for the young pyromancers means you don't really have to be so reliant on the graveyard as you did before. Hmm. So it's a slower version of Reanimator, but it's also a much more resilient version of the Reanimator deck. That also combines a lot of the strengths of the Grixis decks that have been doing well lately. Huh. So uh, I'm gonna sleeve that up. Uh, once I, uh, get my Grizzle brands in, I did finally break down and order a playset of the GP promos. Oh, did ya? Uh, they, they're down to $22, and honestly, I will pay the extra 8 bucks for a playset to get it now rather than, you know, six months from now. Cause I don't see them going below $20. Uh,
0: no, I don't think so
1: either. Yeah, so I just decided I'll suck it up and pay the extra $8 to get it sooner rather than later. Hmm. But, and other than that, I've also been super pumped because guess what came out today?
0: I have At no idea.
1: Tempest Remastered. Oh, did it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why I have no idea. That's why you have no idea. Welcome to Magic Online. <laughs> uh, I can't do it.
0: <laughs> I yep. can't
1: bring myself to you. It's
0: funny, too. It's like... Uh, do I want to play Magic Online In light of all of the complaints That I hear about Magic Online Ah,
1: uh, but It's still magic <laughs> It's still The fix So,
0: have you heard of this thing called Crocodile?
1: No, what is it?
0: It's, uh, it's a synthetic drug that's
1: Um <laughs> Not <laughs> so, what I thought it was going to be, but okay <laughs> so,
0: so, apparently it, It's like, uh, I don't want to It's kind of like knockoff
1: heroin there's, uh, so, how the hell? I, I see where the relation to magic is coming. <laughs> yes, yes.
0: So, now, uh, alright, um, Sudafed. Yes. Uh, anything that's ephedrine, you end up, people end up, they make, uh, like methamphetamine, right?
1: Uh, sure.
0: Okay. Something like that. My
1: well, bad knowledge is a little lacking, but.
0: <laughs> alright, over in the Ukraine, the over the counter sales of codeine are legal.
1: Okay.
0: So like how we get Sudafed in the United States, they get codeine over there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: O- only they have less uh regulation to track and trace it. It's, this is this is really the <laughs> most weirdest <laughs> format yeah. for this conversation.
1: Okay. Um
0: <laughs> well, ap- so apparently it started over in the Ukraine. These guys get codeine over the counter and the pharmacies will just sell it to them like by the case <laughs> and, because it's hard to track and trace. Right. And they get a huge profit margin off selling this codeine. So this illicit codeine hits the streets. Well, these guys take the codeine, which is a painkiller, and hmm. they, they mix it with gasoline and create a chemical reaction that create, and create a drug called crocodile. Okay. So, so the reason it's called crocodile, and then they inject it into their bloodstream. And yes, I did say it's mixed with gasoline. Good. Alright, so they inject it into their bloodstream. Well, the codeine, uh, numbs the nerves. And then the drug, uh, and I don't know if it's just the gasoline or what, eats the flesh, and it eats, it eats really the body, but the nerves are so numb that you don't notice it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So they call it crocodile because somebody who's been using it for a while looks like they've been bitten by a crocodile.
1: Uh. Like,
0: like you can see these people that got, you can see the bone. Well, why would you, why would anyone do this? <laughs> be, uh, because apparently, where the heroin would be sixty bucks, crocodile is five.
1: So you're saying Magic Online is crocodile (laughs) and Magic
0: is heroin. Uh, yeah, something like that. Stay in
1: school, kids. (laughs) Like how we said, Magic is good for your SAT scores. By the way, it's also a drug that will destroy your life.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, so somehow, yeah, I don't really... So in light of all that I hear bad about Magic Online, do I really want to play it? I don't know.
1: I mean, yeah, when you put it that way, <laughs> you neither do I. <laughs> well,
0: and apparently, so you know, and well, anybody anybody who does heroin, be careful for this shit, man. Like, apparently, some of the people around uh, Niagara Falls area were actually selling crocodile.
1: It's yeah. Like,
0: people would travel and they try to find heroin locally, and like these guys would sell them crocodile. And if somebody's using it briefly, they can't really tell the difference. Mm-hmm. But then, like, the guys that live in the Niagara Falls area were starting to get flesh rotting. Disease, and they started. So they started to worry whether or not crocodile was going to become a U.S. epidemic the way it's been over in like. I mean, it, anyway. So yeah. <laughs> yeah Enough Tempest, about drugs.
1: <laughs> Tempest Remastered is like a flesh-eating disease. <laughs> I'm still really excited to use it because I'm on cooked. <laughs> and. Wasteland on Magic Online went from $120 to only $20, which is great because I save $100 there, but apparently I'm going to lose my arm. (laughs) (laughs) So there's that. Has
0: has the meta changed at all? Have people stopped keeping hands that it just duels?
1: Uh, Well, it just came out today, so probably not any recent changes, but I can definitely see the meta shifting a bit now that... Uh Wastelands for All. It's Christmas. You get a wasteland and you get a wasteland and you get a wasteland. So
0: does elves get played a lot on Moto?
1: I see it fairly frequently.
0: What about Merfolk?
1: Uh not really actually. Uh and I think that has to do with the fact that Wastelands were just really hard to come by.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just I'm curious about how how that's gonna affect the decks that can get away with playing basics easily.
1: Right, yeah, I can definitely see Merfolk having an uptick. Actually, I'm looking at the uh, MTG Goldfish, which is my go-to uh, price ticker, mm-hmm. and I actually see today Lord of Atlantis is in the top ten risers for Magic mm. uh, Magic Online Legacy. Pick them up now. Yeah, pick them up now, so yeah, Merfolk might be a real deck of Magic Online coming up now.
0: Uh, I would also start picking up Ether Vials.
1: Yeah, don't know if that's going to be in the uh, Modern Master spoilers. Look at that segue, segue, segue.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I guess I really don't. I don't know if I could actually uh...
1: see them doing Aether Vial again.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, actually, all it's right. Not, so
1: it's so, not like so, we're clamoring for a reprint. It's still pretty low from the last printing.
0: It's still like twenty five bucks, isn't it?
1: Twenty five. I thought it was like fifteen.
0: No, it was fifteen before it got reprinted it's weird it's it, I think it was it was like yeah, I think it was fifteen before it got
1: no uh, I think it was twenty five before modern masters then it went down to fifteen because it was only a rare.
0: Maybe I do have the prices backwards
1: let's let 's take a look if only we had a mystical source of information that was gathered together at our fingertips uh,
0: so what else Um vi and dark steel is twenty seven almost. Wow. You know, from the vault is 30 and Modern
1: Masters is 26 Wow, so that has spiked so uh, maybe we do need another reprint for it
0: uh, I don't know it seems like, you know, it's funny because it it's almost seems like when they reprint something the price goes up, like Batterskull you know,
1: that's, that's what everyone thinks is going to happen again but I think this Modern Masters print run is much larger than the last one so it's not going to have that same effect because that's what happened with the Tarmogoyf in the last Modern Masters all these people who didn't have uh, Tarmogoyfs didn't bother picking them up because they just never thought they would be able to afford them. Modern Masters comes out, they crack a Tarmogoyf in a pack, and like, oh, I have my first Tarmogoyf, I only need three more now, I should get those three, because that's one less that I need to get. And now all of a sudden Tarmogoyf is worth double what it was when Modern Masters came out. Because all of a sudden these people who, it, it basically brings it within reach. People f- go from thinking that this card is so far out of their reach they don't even bother trying to now they can see the light at the end of the tunnel, so they'll reach for it. And that, in turn, drives prices up.
0: Yeah, I guess. I mean, it, like, the reality, I think, okay, difference in Iona and Tarmogwife, you open a Iona in a pack, like you said, you get your one. You yeah. know, Iona, Iona's a one of. You open a Tarmagwaif, well, damn, now i got to get three more. Right. You know, it's like each one you open just quadruples the demand.
1: <laughs> yep, <laughs> exactly. Same with Dark Confidant and Oven uh, Click. That's why they didn't really go down either.
0: Well, clicks aren't really a four of. All right, maybe an affair uh, but it's legendary, so it doesn't really
1: work. Yeah, that right. but that yeah, you're right. It, it's but it's still it's still not necessarily a one of. It
0: it's, almost seems like since it was an invitation, like a wasn't it a, an invitational a player invitational card that Dark Confidant and Snapcaster made should have been legendary.
1: Yeah, but I don't think they've ever made an Invitational card legendary. Actually, yeah. s- speaking of, that's actually one of the most recent spoilers. Uh, What's that? John Finkel's card, Shadow Mage Infiltrators in Modern Masters 2.
0: Shadow Mage Infiltrator?
1: Oh, I love that card. That was because it was one of the best cards when I first started playing.
0: All right, what is it?
1: It's one colorless, blue, black, for a 1-3. hmm Fear, which for... Those new players, you don't remember what Fear is, it's the old-school version of Intimidate. This creature can't be blocked by, uh, except for Artifact Creatures and or Black Creatures. and yeah, if it, Because it's old-school Fear, it doesn't include the blue in it. Because Fear was just Black Creatures, because it's freaking scary, man. Right. And then it says, whenever it deals combat damage to a player, you may draw a card.
0: Can you think of a modern deck that uses that?
1: No, absolutely not. Okay. But it's super fun.
0: Okay, I was just wondering. <laughs>
1: um, in fact, I don't even know if it was in modern. I didn't realize until they put it in Modern Masters.
0: Mm. So, all right, other cards. I mean, there were some other cards since last week too. Even just spellskite.
1: Yeah, spellskites good big. I always wanted spellskites, but I never wanted. To, I never used them, so I didn't want to show out like thirty bucks or however much they were to buy them.
0: I just wanted to sell my spellskites because I never use them, and they went up. So it didn't seem like it was had any purpose to hold them.
1: Yeah, but Blink Nexus is also pretty big. Um, not so much expensive, but it's just nice to have those. All right. Um, now
0: I'm 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 not going to say that I'm confused, but I'm taken aback a little bit here. Uh, Hercules Recall is rare.
1: Yeah, it no, was rare. I, I, it was rare before.
0: Yeah, but it wasn't like I mean you could always you can. I I still, I have like the 4th edition copies. Yeah. I don't know why the editions change the price so much. Everybody must want their 10th edition one or some shit.
1: Yeah, well, it's not so much the editions as it's the Black Border. Black Border Hercules Recall is worth 10 times the White Border ones. Yeah, which, I don't know. It's it's aesthetics, man. People want Black Borders. It's the reason why Wizards doesn't make White Border cards anymore. The Wizards realize that no one wants them.
0: Yeah. So let me let me ask you: How happy are you going to be when you open up your pack of Modern Masters and it's a Hercules Recall?
1: Uh, I mean, I'm going to be more happy if it's a Hercules Recall compared to Endrick Shar Master Breeder. <laughs> <laughs> at least I can play a Hercules Recall.
0: <laughs> I always do love Hercules Recall.
1: Yeah, um, the Leyline of the Sanct- uh, Leyline of Sanctity is also another big one.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad to see it because I sold mine at GP Boston because I, I I told you about that. Yeah. yeah I, yeah, there was just... I don't like playing a white card in a deck that's not playing white anyway, but...
1: Right, yeah, it's it's just nice to have. I have two that I've actually never played, but at first I was disappointed, but then I realized, well, now I just look at it as my way of getting my final two.
0: Yeah, really, I think, like, it's got a high price for a card that's fairly useless.
1: Yeah. What I'm really disappointed about, though, is Dismember. Dismember's back.
0: You're disappointed
1: by that? Uh, I was banking on Dismember being the next Serum Visions. What? So I I have 50 copies of Dismember oh, sitting okay. in a box, and yep. so much for that plan.
0: <laughs> I was going through my binder, and I noticed that all my Dismembers, and I'm like, actually, I guess I could have got rid of them when I was putting Tin Fins back together.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, they hit a dollar for a while. I bought them at 50 cents, and I was still holding on to them, uh, waiting for them to go up a little bit more before I unloaded them, because it's from a third set. It has the Phyrexian mana, so it, I didn't think it was going to get reprinted anytime soon because they can't put Phyrexian mana back in a standard set ever again. Um, so it had all the indications of being a good spec and hoping it to turn into like a five dollar card, like another Inquisition of Causalek or Serum Visions, uh, but not anymore. It's in Modern Masters 2 at uncommon. So gonna yeah, be- I, th-
0: uh-huh. I think. Well, I think when we were talking about it last week, I kind of thought it would be the quick, easy, early answer to a wave.
1: Yeah, I mean, it definitely makes sense limited-wise, and it's probably the only way they'd be able to reprint it outside of a uh, dual deck or something like that.
0: And it's... uh, um, After seeing... Okay, so after seeing Dismember, I wasn't terribly surprised, even though I kind of was, to see Surgical Extraction. Last time it was (laughs) Extrapate.
1: Yeah, and I think Surgical Extraction is a much better choice than Extrapate. I was surprised that in addition to Splinter Twin, they're also reprinted Kiki-Jiki.
0: Yeah, I know. You think they'll actually put a Pestermite in?
1: Uh, I think that deck's gonna be all over limited and it was freaking annoying in Modern Masters 1. It's gonna be extra annoying in Modern Masters 2.
0: It wasn't in Modern Masters
1: 1. Uh, Kiki Jiki was though. And that was Oh, enough.
0: was Pestermite also?
1: Yeah, uh,
0: well, uh. What, Deceiver Exarch? No.
1: Wait, it was Pestermite. I think Deceiver Exarch is gonna be in this one instead of Pestermite. Hmm. Okay. And uh, now you
0: have Splinter Twin or Kiki-Tiki to
1: pull it off. Right, so you have double the chances of opening the combo. Hmm. Um, I thought what was interesting is they revoked it. So at first when it was spoiled, the commands, they had the entire cycle spoiled because I bet people just assumed once they saw Cryptic Command, they assumed the other five were going to be printed. Okay. But Aaron Forsyth actually came out and said only Cryptic and Profane, the black one, are going to be reprinted.
0: Oh, see so he... He must have realized you were going to be so irate over the red one. Uh, exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. I was going to be so upset if I opened any command other than cryptic command. Hmm. Um, what I noticed, though, because a bunch of the spoilers have been in Japanese, is apparently Modern Masters 2 is going to be in other languages, which Modern Masters 1 wasn't.
0: Oh, that makes the Modern Masters 2 Japanese Tarmoglave
1: attainable. Yeah, exactly. It's in funny. foil. Oh, God, don't get it. <laughs> Literally, you're gonna find me overdosed in the back of a uh, convention center at one of these GPs with just surrounded by Japanese modern masters packs.
0: Doing rip it or flip it?
1: Yep, yeah, rip it or flip it. <laughs> 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 oh man.
0: I'm, I don't really understand the Moldrifter. Some of these are like...
1: Uh, Moldrifter you know. is just one of the best limited cards of all time.
0: Okay, see I just, I don't play modern, so some of these I kinda, I don't well, really get. Like you- I mean, it's kinda cute seeing a Primeval Titan.
1: Yeah, that's another speculation that I lost out on.
0: Only if you didn't sell them. I didn't. <laughs> okay, then yeah, you lost out on them.
1: Yeah, um, I have the I have Korean ones though, so I'm hoping those it, get some value.
0: Keep in mind, though, I just learned something, Jerry. What? Uh, things are, you make it on the buy, not the sell.
1: Yeah, it's definitely if you buy low, it doesn't matter where the price goes because it's probably not going to go lower where than where you bought it. That's why no, I'm. No, it
0: doesn't even matter if you buy low. Like, like, the, so, alright, underground C. what would you consider calling buying low?
1: Uh, this day and age? Like, 250, 230, if you're lucky.
0: Now notice already, you say in this day and age, you have to qualify your timing on what you mean by buy low, right?
1: Yeah, that's true. That I'm, is true.
0: Like, so two years from now, what would you consider buying low? At three fifty? then you buy them now. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're right. I'm not,
0: I'm not saying go out and buy underground seas at three fifty. dollars What I'm saying is there's no reason show and tell should be only twice what omniscience
1: is. <laughs> right, and you're right, because uh, just modern example is uh, Tarmagoif. I got my Tarmogoyf at hundred dollars which were expensive at the time, but they hit two hundred. And I'm not really that upset that they're reprinting Tarmogoyes because I'm probably not going to lose very much on them because I bought them low back in the day.
0: Yeah, I'm not, I mean, I'm not overly worked up about Tarmogoyes. Oh. Like, it's, um, yep. you know, I bought them at 100, I sold them at 125, and they're getting reprinted again. I don't regret selling them. Sometimes I just, I'll sell and I don't regret selling. You know, it's just, like, there's certain things where, and, and I, as much as it's, like, as much as it's pained me that I haven't been able to play Shardless Bug, yeah. Um, but uh since I sold them, and Josh, Josh was telling me, he's like, "You're gonna regret it. Just keep them. You're gonna regret it. Just keep them." And so I, c- I haven't been able to play Shardless bugs since I sold them. But I, I, I looked at them like I can't see a creature keeping the same price as a, as a dual land.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I do the same thing. I regret selling my Burning Wishes. I never used them, and then as soon as I sold them, I instantly started brewing decks that used Burning Wishes. So pick them up they're cheap. They're cheap, uh, now. They yeah, cheap now. That's it, that's literally. I, but then I told myself that's literally what I did with Enlightenment tutors. I had Enlightenment tutors, didn't use them, so I sold them, and then they spoiled the uh, the Cloud Shift. Uh, you know the the Manifest cards with Phyrexian Dreadnought, and I rebought Enlightenment tutors, played it in one tournament, and then took the deck apart.
0: Sure, but I mean the thing is, is like. Enlightened Tutor went up with uh, Sarah Sanctum when that whole enchantment set came out. What was it? That, that wasn't Theros. What the hell was it?
1: Uh Yeah, no, Theros was uh, enchantment themed.
0: Okay, so then it was in Theros. Yeah, so when they came out with Theros, uh, with Theros, Sarah Sanctum went up and Enlightened Tutor went up. Enlightened Tutor. Oh my God, that thing's almost sixteen dollars now. Yeah, like and, and you know the one that actually still baffles me is Worldly Tutor. Like worldly tutor seems like it should not be that cheap. They keep making these creatures in standard, and like all these different sets keep coming out with like bonkers creatures. I was so since I didn't have manipulate fate, I'm like, well maybe I just use worldly tutor. I can get the mist hollow griffin. I can get the genesis hydra, you know. But I went with intuition instead because I can't get uh, food chain with a worldly tutor, you know. But as they keep making nuts creatures, worldly tutor seems like it should just get better.
1: Yeah, you're right. I, I Worldly Tutor's only like six bucks. Yeah. That's ridiculous.
0: I mean, Mystical Tutor is banned. Enlightened Tutor is 16. Worldly Tutor is only six. What are, what are the other ones? What are, what are the other one drop instant? Was it Vampiric Tutor? Yeah,
1: v- Vampiric right. Tutor's banned. So that,
0: that doesn't count. That's too good.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, you're right. You're, you know, as they make it, there, as I've heard it described, there are certain cards that only get better the longer magic goes. Uh-huh. The more creatures they print, the more different creatures they come up with, it just makes Worldly Tutor better with each and every set.
0: Well, the thing is, is too, is as creatures get better, and I'm a combo... Like, I love playing combo decks, right? Mm-hmm. So, as creatures get better and different combos become available, the ability to turn zero pitch at Elvish Spirit Guide and cast Worldly Tutor... Sets up some pretty ridiculous stuff.
1: Yeah, it does.
0: You know, you just need other creatures to kind of go along with it. But the thing is, like, those cards already exist, you know. And actually, I I think I did notice something the other day, too, because that was another one that actually surprised me was Elvish Spirit Guide. You know, Simeon Spirit Guide being modern legal, right? And I think maybe that's what it was, is when I bought that pack of Alliances, I started realizing some of the cards that were in Alliances. Like, in Elvish Spirit Guide was in Alliances that things... Almost five bucks now.
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous. Which,
0: you know, there's, there's certain cards that, like, so yeah, uh, you know, it's it's profitable at the buy, not the sell.
1: Yep. Yeah, exactly. Well, Legacy Finance 101 for you guys.
0: Yeah, I don't know about 101, but <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's it's general. 107 it's, and a half. Well, it's one of the things I'm learning about with, like, you know, people talking about real estate and stuff. I've been getting my, I've been wrapping my head into a lot of different, uh, a lot of different areas lately trying just trying to learn as much as i can because there's let me i could i could and i can't even find a room big enough to fill what i don't know, <laughs> you know like this. so i always i always like to learn from people who do know you know people with insights and uh anyway so yeah Let's. so primeval titan kiki jiki those were kind of interesting what what, what the hell is worldfire Actually, uh, God, that's it, fucking garbage. It was all suns done. I noticed bitter blossom and that actually That's
1: that was, good because I did just sell my Bitter Blossom, so I'm really happy. I was banking on it being in uh Modern Masters two.
0: Oh, uh, well that's interesting. I mean that's so I haven't I haven't seen enough use of bitter blossom, like to actually validate the price spike that it had. You know, like they unbanned it and like bitter blossom went through the roof everybody's trying to find bitter blossoms everybody's trying to get bitter blossoms i don't play enough modern to see bitter blossom i saw a couple of people brewing with it in legacy and then all of a sudden tiny leaders was getting big and yeah. i figured tiny leaders was getting big as people needed to do something with this bitter blossom that they just had. <laughs>
1: Yeah, secret Illuminati conspiracy, tiny leaders revolves around the fact that people needed something to do with Bitter Blossom.
0: Yeah, that's, that was my guess. <laughs> <laughs> that was my guess. We want to raise the price on on, on Bitter Blossom and Shadow Mage Infiltrator, I guess. Yes. <laughs> or or, or that, that crazy, what was it, the, the only Grixis legend in existence?
1: Tep, uh, Tetsuo Umzawa.
0: Yeah, <laughs> him.
1: <laughs> like $5 to $40.
0: And I don't really know. Um, it's interesting to see Mirror and Crusader. I hate that card. Don't bring that card up. Well, ah. oh, that's that's because you play Bug, so you kind of deserve to it's hate that card. It's
1: literally a true name nemesis with double strike against Bug.
0: Yeah, but I mean, that, he's not an expensive card. He's certainly a heavily played card.
1: Um, he he was pushing like eight bucks. Really? Yeah. W-
0: was that before rotation? No. He's under four.
1: Now he got yeah.
0: Spoils. Okay, all right. So you think just spoiling it like dropped his price in half?
1: Oh yeah. As soon as the card gets spoiled, the market reacts really quickly.
0: Really, Tarmogoyf is still two hundred.
1: I mean, that's Tarmogoyf. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Tarmogoyf stays two hundred after the set is released. There's <laughs> the motorcycle. There's the motorcycle, dude. It's oh. a nice nice night out here. I am sweating my balls off. Imagine Jesus. if the windows were o- open. <laughs>
0: Hold on a second. So you think Tarmagoyf All right. So you're expecting Tarmogoyf's price to drop?
1: I'm just saying I would not be shocked if Tarmogoyf's price didn't change all that much. It's probably going to drop near term, like probably for a month after the set comes out, it'll it'll drop twenty percent. But I would not be surprised if it quickly rebounds after that.
0: So you're expecting around 175 for it to settle at?
1: Yeah, around 175, maybe 150 if we're lucky.
0: Do you know what Leyland of Sanctity is at?
1: It was like 25 before.
0: Out of stock at 32 on SCG. Jeez. Now, and that may just be the increase of Omnishow and Legacy. Mm hmm. You know, I could be wrong with that. But that is is a substantial price tag for a card that is usually played in a deck that can't cast it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's so weird. And the funny thing is, um, you know, I think I did it in Modern against Gifts Ungiven. Um, but you know, you can do it in Legacy too. It's funny how Leyline of Sanctity actually shuts down intuition.
1: Yeah, Leyline of Sanctity just messes with people in weird ways and everyone always forgets about it. The number of times I've seen people resolve a Liliana against a Leyline of Sanctity and then try and activate her to make an opponent sack a creature.
0: Okay, okay. See, I actually. I had a different experience. I played a Leyline Line of Sanctity, in my, and Dan actually had to explain to me that Deathrite Shaman gets around that.
1: Yeah, because Deathrite <laughs> Shaman was designed for commander use. Deathrite Shaman gets around a lot of things like that. Each, play, each opponent loses two life, no targets.
0: Yep, yep. I, yeah, so I learned that one.
1: <laughs> That's why Deathrite Shaman is one of the best cards to play against Enchantress. Because well, that's
0: why that's why Dan's one of the best guys to play against. Yeah, because he he wasn't a dick about it. He's like, no, this actually just goes around that. Yeah, he, he explained it to me uh, without
1: being condescending,
0: which which I always appreciate playing with people like that.
1: Yeah, good job, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> give so you me, was give, Dan. give me back my show and tells. <laughs> 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 um, and actually, you're right. I just looked up Mirren Crusaders price history. It it topped out at four dollars. And, I mean, back when it was in Standard, it was $8, but since then it's been around 4
0: That must just be needed for something to block Tarmogoyf.
1: Yeah, I, well, I don't think they're worried about Tarmogoyf in the limited environment. I think it's more... It looks like green-white is going to be enchantment-themed because they have the Daybreak Coronet was Spoiled, which is something that needed to be reprinted for Modern.
0: Yeah, I know, that thing's
1: ridiculous. Yeah, the thing was like $25 right? for no reason. Well, for Boggles... Yeah, isn't, I mean, that, isn't that Boggles uses that, right? Yeah, you're right, but Boggles isn't a good deck. Have you
0: ever seen Dan play Boggles in Legacy?
1: No, he plays... it <laughs>
0: It's awesome! Oh my god, oh, it is awesome!
1: I can imagine. I mean, it seems like a super fun deck. Yeah. Just Voltron up a creature.
0: <laughs> it is ridiculous, because he can berserk it, too.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, Boggles gets a lot better with Berserk.
0: Boggles gets really good in Legacy.
1: Uh, I just feel Boggles in Legacy is just a worse version of Infect, though.
0: Uh, sure. But, I mean, you can always side into Infect if you want.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Legacy's Dear awesome. God, you can. Oh, man, just make Boggles Infect.
0: <laughs> yeah? Why the hell not? Daybreak Coronet on a Glistener Elf?
1: Yeah, isn't there a Infect creature with Hexproof?
0: Uh, isn't it? Uh Yeah, Invisible Stalker, right? No, that doesn't have Infect.
1: It doesn't have Infect. What it's the hell not was the one?
0: Yeah, it's, isn't, it, isn't it the elf?
1: Glisser Elf, uh, if only we had a source <laughs> of information available at our fingertips. <laughs>
0: well, this is what happens, because I don't play Modern, so I don't play Infect, I guess. Uh, I, I don't know, you know, it's, it's funny, too. I, it, it's the same with Burn. You know, you call Burn a combo deck, and people <laughs> call Infect a combo deck, and I can't argue... You know, because I guess they are. It's just, it's weird, you know. it's If a combo deck revolves around creature combat, it doesn't feel like a combo deck to me. And this from the guy that will play modern Gorio's Vengeance, which revolves around combat.
1: I was going to say, Adrian, Grizzlebrand has lifelink for a reason.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but like... You know, Tin Fins doesn't, like, I'll, I don't really finish with creature combat unless I get Emmer Cool and Grizzlebrand on the field. Like, normally, you know, Tendrils of Agony. Like, he's just Drawer Engine.
1: I mean, if you think about it, Infect doesn't really finish with creature combat either. I mean, the creature connecting is one thing, but it's more about the three pump spells and Berserk you played before. Yeah,
0: it's just doing the ten damage, right?
1: Yeah, so you're still winning in combat. I always felt that, uh... Combo decks that relied on combat were just inherently weaker than other combo decks because you're exposing yourself to a uh, line of defense that other combo decks don't have to worry about.
0: Yeah, path to exile.
1: Yeah, or just I mean, uh, ensnaring bridge or anything like that.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yep.
1: And just you know, creature removal in general, like swords to plowshares, because this is Legacy, Adrian. <laughs> on that path to exile shit.
0: What the hell was the stupid thing with Infect that was hexproof?
1: I don't know if there was, because that would be just absolutely brutal. Infect and hexproof.
0: Hmm. Anyway.
1: I mean, yeah.
0: So, and it's too bad, too, because there's certain cards that are in fucking Modern Masters that I can't tell what the hell it is because it's it. But... Uh-huh. Most of it really doesn't matter to me because if I knew what it was, it's because I'd be playing it in Legacy, I guess.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, know what it is? Vines of Vastwood gives a creature hexproof.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We were t- and I was talking to somebody earlier. Um, you know i i haven't seen I haven't seen a list from in a little while, but usually I like a lot of the list that uh, Tyler the Fro puts together.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so we were talking about his modern uh, Gorio's Vengeance and it's it, so sometimes he'll play not of this world which i love playing in legacy i love playing not of this world it's like free stifle for my grizzle brand of my uh Cool.
1: what does not of this world do
0: it's it's like casting cost of 7 um counter target activated or triggered ability uh, if that target's a permanent you control no, let me let me l actually oh
1: hit. yeah i remember that if it costs over a certain you if,
0: know. if if it targets a, a creature let me actually get the fucking wording here. So counter target speller ability that targets a permanent you control. Not of this world costs seven less to cast if it targets a speller ability that targets a creature you control with power seven or greater.
1: Oh, power seven or greater.
0: Yeah. So if like if they want to Caracas your Emmercoil,
1: it's mm-hmm. just
0: Not of this world for free. Right. Exactly. If they do, um you know, if they if they try to. Uh well, if they stifle the draw on Grizzlebrand it doesn't work because they're not targeting Grizzlebrand, they're targeting his draw. Um but if they wanted to like source the plowshares, Grizzlebrand. Right. You know, you're not this world for free. Yeah. Like Not of this world is an awesome card and, and I know one of the one of the uses for it in Modern is um because I've had this happen where I Goryo's Vengeance Summer Cool move to attack and they flash in a pester Right to tap down cool but then I just Nod of This World and, like, attack him. <laughs> <But it's, laughs> not of This World is awesome. I was playing it in sneaking and Show because um, it's fun. <laughs> and, and, you know, one of the guys, uh, Nick had to look over. He's like, what is that? And he, he like looked at it he's like, that's free.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> oh, man, that is really cheeky. I love it.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, Not of This World is great. And And actually, wow, it looks like its price even went up since the last time I... Noticed them 32
1: cents <laughs> Oh you're a, Yeah a TCG player No I'm just I just pulled A number out Through thin air
0: Oh okay No
1: <laughs> That's not At this world At uh, 90 cents 90 cents Alright yeah. Not too bad mm-hmm.
0: Yeah I think I was I mean I For fifth Like I bought Them because They were 50 cents And I'm like Dude for 50 cents I'll just like <laughs> I'll just answer Whatever they're Trying to do like, for free? That's the thing. I don't know. It was awesome. It's awesome in the right deck. And uh, in response to a Pestermite trigger. Oh, yeah. is one, one of those times.
1: That's pretty good. Pretty good. Oh, man. Anything else out of the spoilers? I'm waiting for Damnation. If they don't frickin' print Damnation, I'm going to be so upset.
0: That actually, yeah, that does have a high price. That has a high price. It's deck.
1: stupid expensive, and all it is is a Black Wrath of God. I mean, I don't know if they would just because they don't like Wrath of Gods for limited effects. And maybe,
0: maybe not at four. Maybe that's what it is. Because, like, you get planar cleansing. They always do some janky fucking Wrath. Or,
1: uh, I don't want to say janky. I mean, Supreme Verdict was pretty fucking good. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, we have that stupid dragon one, Crux of Fate, that costs five. I don't We? Know- well, we don't
0: yeah, I don't know, we don't have that in legacy. <laughs> we we have that in Esper Dragons, I mean, is that
1: we it? You if you wanted to. <laughs> How's Esper Dragons going? Uh, it's going great. That deck's awesome. <laughs> so, like, you do
0: you're just doing that on Moto, right?
1: Yeah, just on Moto cuz I don't Well, the reason why I I did it is cuz 99% of the deck I already had just through drafting cuz I draft a lot more on Moto than I do in real life. Mhm. Um, Which is another reason why I'm super pumped for Modern Masters, is to just draft the hell out of it online. Mm. I'm really tempted. Um, Down in uh, Lincoln, Rhode Island, uh, Dave's uh, shop, Mm -hmm. which I'm blanking on the name of, I will look it up. Die Hard Games. Die Hard Games, thank you, thank you. Um, He's doing an all-day Modern Masters draft event, just like fire upon release. Really? Yeah, but it's on Friday. And I'm like, oh, I'll just call in sick and go (laughs) to (laughs) bed. But the thing is, the next Monday is Memorial Day, so it just looks super sketchy if I call it Friday before Memorial Day Monday. It looks like I'm trying to take a four-day weekend. And all I want to do is draft Modern Masters. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. Hmm. I mean, the fact that he's getting also that much product that he can support all-day drafting Fire On Demand... Like, no pre-registration or, you know, one one draft per person type deal. Just makes me also think that there's a lot more Modern Masters 2 than Modern Masters 1.
0: Hmm. So, the other thing, speaking of diehard games, they're doing that, uh, they're going to do, is it, is it the last bunch of tools that they're doing out of this series?
1: Did they say that?
0: He's doing another. Well, he's doing
1: a. Yeah, I know. B- bunch of duels is really popular for him. I don't know why it would be his last one.
0: It's yeah. It seems like it was the last one they were going to do with a series, and
1: uh, which actually made me sad. Yeah, it <laughs> really, Dave really did. A, Dave runs a great tournament down there.
0: Yeah, I only I only went to one of his uh, bunch of duels, and I don't know. I had a good time. I had a good time. And I and know. You, and any
1: tournament that gives out forty duel lands is a good tournament by my book.
0: Yeah, but like. Okay, all right. Yeah, I guess I could go with that. I mean,
1: do we have a yes. do we have a date on that yet?
0: Uh, yeah, let me look that up because I gotta try to find it now. I'm trying to remember where he posted if it was in uh, like New England
1: Eternal or I think uh, the Boston Legacy League on Facebook. Which, actually speaking of that, anyone who lives in the New England area, if you're not a member of uh, Boston Legacy League on Facebook, get on that because people are posting up legacy tournaments there all the time.
0: Yeah, and you were right. He did post it on uh, Boston Area Legacy League. So any any, so yeah, um, six twenty seven is our last bunch of duels. We plan on ending the series with a bang, and hope you'll join us.
1: Wow, why?
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we were down there. It was like ninety six people or something. Yeah,
1: he gets like close to hundred people every time.
0: Yeah, um, and, and it looks like people have been asking him. I don't, but he just hasn't responded no he has uh, th- that's literally every dual land we own in the prize pool save for a revised plateau that will be fr- be a free side event we've rationed them out over the years and planned on future ones based on buying them back but they are very hard to get these days due to increased pr- price and rarity these circumstances all meant the series would eventually come to an end but we ran them for much longer than I had planned and I'm happy to end it on this
1: wow
0: so it's just out of supply
1: Wow, it's, that's it's just huge a, Yeah I, I, Man, I didn't realize the dual land uh, You know, predicament was that dire Um Well It, it could just really? be that People hmm. in the area Are deciding to hold on to them rather than Sell them, because it's not like you go to events And there's a shortage of being able to buy dual lands Vendors have stacks And stacks and stacks of them
0: Depending on the vendor, sure
1: yeah, so maybe it's just um, he's not willing to to kind of buy them at the increased prices. And I don't blame him, you know, tying well, that, up your cap, that much capital for that long. Like, you're not going to find a person that will sell you 40 dual lands right away. So you're probably going to have to start collecting them over time to stack them up. And that's just tying up a lot of your assets as a business.
0: Well, then credit to him as a business for putting on a uh, bunch of duels tournament, right?
1: Yeah, but, exactly.
0: But as a business, you also, like... All right, so I remember even listening to Medina. If he didn't have stock in his store, he went out and chased that stock down. He would buy it at what he needed to buy it for to have it in stock. Now, I'm not saying Dave should be doing that because this is what he's doing as prize support for a legacy tournament specifically. Right. But, but if, you know, he, like he may still have some in the case or whatever it is, he just doesn't have 40 to put out his prize support. I understand that. You know, um, but as, as a business, if, you, if you're if you motivated to supply, to keep stock, that you have to purchase the stock in order to keep it there right? right Right. so even if you buy it at a higher price point you just sell it at a higher price point mm-hmm. you know you mark up your margin
1: it's, it's just necessary supply, supply and demand at its simplest form
0: yeah so anyway so yeah so this is the last bunch of duels so definitely uh, have
1: to go to that then
0: yeah hopefully see Celso there this time yeah exactly you didn't make it there last time I know you made it there last time didn't
1: you drop early too um What were you even playing last time uh, some janky, terrible deck probably. Um, I forget. It was a while ago. The last bunch of duels was, I don't know, six probably years, almost you know?
0: a year ago. Yeah. Okay, was it six months ago? I know, six, six months. I think it was. It must have been after GP New Jersey because I had gone to like all the Grand Prix trials in the area, and mm-hmm. everybody got so used to seeing me play Tin Fin's because I was just yeah. dusting people with it. And then like I went down to the bunch of duels and I decided to play Blue Red Delver. So, like, every time I'd sit across from somebody, they were expected infants?
1: Yeah, but I remember that one. I I dropped early because there was a free eight-man tournament for a tropical island. Uh, because oh, that's what it okay, does. Yeah. It's like the first eight people to drop mm-hmm. uh can enter an eight-man single elimination for another dual land for free. And I, like, lost my... Oh, no! You know what it was? is I think I was playing Bug Delver, and my first two rounds were burned. So I lost okay. to Burn back to back. I'm like, well, I'm going to jump in this eight man real quick. And does, I ended up losing to, uh, Ross Miriam in the finals. Does Bug Delver just lose to Burn? Um, it's a 50-50 matchup. They Is won, it? if they win the die roll, it's pretty hard. And they won the die roll both times. Hmm. But got to the finals for a tropical island and the eight man and, uh, Ross Miriam of SCG fame. Uh, he took me down running a sneaking show. I
0: didn't even realize he was there. Of course, I don't really... There's only... There's few people I actually can acknowledge from SCG, like, as far as who they are. Like, i, I And, of course, they're not going to know who I am, and that doesn't matter, right? But the... Um, like I, I know who Reed Duke is. I've, I've seen him. I've met him. actually, man, I told you about that. He was going to help me sleep my tech. <laughs> <laughs> oh such,
1: yeah, such a such nice such guy. a Nice
0: guy. He's <laughs> like round one pairings are getting posted, and he's like, "Do you need help with that?" <laughs> like, like this, he's 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 uh, yeah, I uh, consistently wish him the best. Anyway, but like, <laughs> you know, I could I could recognize Reed, Reed Duke or of course Cedric, but like right. most most of the SCG guys, no idea.
1: Yeah, well, it's also, I feel, a lot of the SCG guys aren't um, major Magic Pro Tour players in general. You know, they do well in the SCG circuit, but they don't really go to the Pro Tour circuit that often. There's uh, definitely a couple of them, like Reed Duke and Brian Kibler, but,
0: you know... Well, yeah, but, like, I don't even follow that. Like, I don't follow the Pro Tour. I don't follow the SCG circuit. I don't, you know, that's not... So you just don't know
1: anyone in the Magic scene, is what you're saying? Uh,
0: this like, um... Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's like there's a, like there's a few that I could. There's some some I'd recognize the name, right? Like Owen Turtenwald. I couldn't tell you in person who he is or what he looks like. Like I know I've sat down across from. We were doing a limited thing at um, GP Boston. I sat across from uh Dave Levitt or Levitt, something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I. Find him on Twitter now and stuff. Like, I, I can recognize him, cause I, I don't know, seen him and talked to him or something. You know, I, like, I, I know I can recognize Gerard Fabiano, but like, these are, that's somebody that I've seen on coverage.
1: That's cause you Gerard know, Fabiano constantly looks like he has never slept a day in his life.
0: He does look pretty tired. I mean, it's gotta be, it's <laughs> going to be difficult. Like, going around the country, your time zone changes. I mean, I'm in one place and I sleep like shit. <laughs> I can't yeah.
1: imagine, like, uh oh, that's going to that's, it, it can't be much fun. Speaking of Gerard Fabiano, he's one of the pioneers of the Esper Dragon deck and Standard. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, and that's the other part of it too. Like you end up,
0: like I don't know these. So, so you know, Reduke maybe for example. Like just because that's a name and a face that I can think of. Um, you know, like going around, he, he's he goes around the country and he's going to play in these tournaments and stuff. But then. He's got to be familiar with modern standard and legacy. Like,
1: yeah, it's, it's, it's still being a magic bro.
0: Yeah, and then, like, how, what's the longevity of a career like that? You know, I mean. It, oh, it look, just, at,
1: look at John Finkel. He's been doing it for 10 years.
0: Yeah, he's got to be doing something else, though.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's a hedge fund manager. Yeah,
0: so <laughs> so, so magic is not his He to do that
1: because he makes bank.
0: <laughs> well, a lot of, you know, and a lot of the older guys have an actual career, but, like, it comes around and, and they just, they'll go and do well and smoke it or something, they're fucking good. You know, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. You know, to, to <laughs> each his own. I'm just...
1: Uh, I'm just trying to play some Legacy.
0: I'm just trying to play some Legacy. <laughs> that's it. That's it, which is unfortunate, because then, like, you know, they get used to all these uh, standard, you know, regular prominent decks, and round one they end up faced against somebody who's just doing some janky violent defense. Yeah. Well, that's what I
1: was wondering, is, like, if I ever won the Legacy GB, I'm like, Would I actually ever go to the Pro Tour? (laughs) Like, I would need to get a standard deck somehow, and I don't even know who I would bother to borrow standard cards from.
0: Yeah, I mean, I suppose there's that. I mean, I just would have fun, like, playing Legacy as long as possible.
1: Yeah, maybe if it's a uh, a cool destination, just use the plane ticket and drop, go O-O-Drop.
0: O-O-Drop in Maui. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, that can't be too bad. Um, all right so anyway so let's get back to like out of fucking daydreamland
1: um, <laughs> reality so, man
0: so you showed me something earlier where the hell did you find that Chandra spoiler from
1: origins oh uh, the m- wonders of Twitter that that was uh, circulating
0: oh uh, so that's probably just fake
1: no it, <laughs> it does look real um, well because
0: oh, oh you believe Twitter do you yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, it's, so, you you know the Proxy guy, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Proxy guy's a really great Magic Community person. He does a lot of analysis whenever spoilers come out, looking at the formatting. He's a master of Photoshop, so he can usually tell a Photoshop from a real card. Mm -hmm. And he was saying that it looks pretty convincing as a real card. He can't find anything that looks like it's anything wrong with it.
0: I wonder where it came from, though.
1: Uh, well what it looks like is it looks like it was leaked because part of the image that was spoiled online, uh, contained part of the, like, file folder of it. And what people were circulating is that the file folder's name looked like it was from the, what's called the God Book, which is the, oh. the Wizards of the Coast file for all the cards that haven't been spoiled yet. Right, the print legend for the printer. Yeah, exactly. The print legend. So they were saying that the the file name in the image looked like that. Uh, so that also lent credibility to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's also what got in trouble. There was a couple of pros that were banned for uh, a season because they were given the God Book uh, because they were writers. Okay. Um, so they needed the God Book because, as in, writers, as in like back when magic was still being printed in magazines, like Scry magazine. Mm-hmm. So those those things get put together, you know, a month in advance. So they needed the guidebook because they would need to know what the cards are so that they would be able to release it in sync with the set. Yeah. And what they did is, like the writer shared it with someone who was going on the pro tour, so we had an extra month to prepare with these brand new cards that no one else had seen before. hmm uh, So that, that got in, uh, you know, so a little bit of a trouble back in the day. I remember that made some headlines.
0: Yeah. Now, so what's your... Uh, j- I don't exactly know. What is your plan, anyway, for, uh... SCG Worcester? Are you still sticking with Bug Delver?
1: Yeah, I think so. Unless I feel really comfortable with Reanimator, I'm going to stick with Bug Delver. Really? We, we just teased the listeners. We, we just talked about the new Chandra that was spoiled. And we didn't even Oh, shit!
0: Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, Origins isn't going to be out before SCG Worcester, right? I don't believe so. Okay. That'd be fucking crazy. Um... Alright, so... Alright, tell me about the new Chandra, then.
1: So, Chandra actually looks really cool. looks like it could be part of a combo piece at some point. It just reads like it would be very susceptible to being broken by a combo. But it's Chandra, Fire of Kaladesh. And it's one red-red, which is actually the same casting cost of Liliana. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if all the entire cycle of Planeswalkers are going to be costed all the same.
0: Yeah, I was wondering that myself.
1: Um, So it's one red-red for a 2-2. Whenever, so here's the interesting part. Whenever you cast a red spell, untap Chandra. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty big. That just is the part that screams combo all over it. Mm-hmm. And then it's uh, tap. Chandra deals one damage to target player. If Chandra has dealt three or more damage this turn, exile her, then return her to the battlefield transformed under her owner's control.
0: Now, just out of what you just read on her abilities...
1: Just on the French Vanilla test.
0: Just Not on the French Vanilla test, just what you just read. Alright, she's a pinger that untaps for red, right? When you cast a red spell? Yeah. Do you think a price goes up on Manamorphos?
1: Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, uh, wow. Just because. I did not even think about that. Uh, yeah, that is pretty good. That's another combo uh, piece for Modern Storm. Oh,
0: yeah, that's right. She would be legal in Modern. Okay, I forgot about that. Yeah,
1: this isn't like a special set or anything. It's going to be legal in Standard and Modern, so...
0: No, not... Oh, yeah, Standard Yeah, it's
1: a regular
0: set. I forgot about that. This is the replacement to the core set.
1: I know, it's weird going from Modern Masters to this. (laughs) But yeah, it's going to be Standard and Modern legal, so yeah, she could actually probably see play in Modern Storm. That is the combo aspect I was talking about.
0: <laughs> so then what else would you do with Red? Huh? Like Faithless Looting, Untap, Ping, Manamorphose, Untap, Ping, well, Flashback, Faithless Looting, Untap, Ping?
1: Yeah, not even that. Just like uh, have her in play as just a utility creature. And just when you're comboing off, if she can be your combo piece, you know, just go. Uh, there's multiple times where I've just gone, uh, you know, ritual, ritual, ritual uh uh what is it called past and flames ritual 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 you know mm-hmm. that's that's seven damage right there
0: mm-hmm.
1: because because you don't have tendrils of agony you only have Grief Shot, there is times when you just can't get your storm count high enough that's not really a problem for most legacy storm builds but it is something that comes up in modern where you're struggling to get your storm count high mm-hmm. hmm. um, but then where she gets really interesting is when she flips over she becomes Chandra, Roaring Flame. Uh, she has four Loyalty. Uh, plus one, she deals two damage to target player. Minus two, two damage to target creature. And minus seven, six damage to each opponent. Each player dealt damage this way, gains an Emblem. At the beginning of your upkeep, this Emblem deals three damage to you.
0: That sounds like a pain in the ass. Yeah. like It's like a leech that you just can't answer. Exactly.
1: (laughs) It's the the first planeswalker to give an emblem to someone other than yourself. Okay, yeah, that's a good point too, huh? And you're right, there is not a single thing that's been printed yet, and probably won't be for some time, that can deal with an emblem. Emblems are the one thing in magic you can't get rid of. It's like herpes. Nice. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, to sum up, uh emblems are like herpes and mtgo is like fucking crocodile Crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. magic is a great game for kids <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man
1: um so yeah. w- what else she she's pretty sweet I like her I think I like her better than the Liliana
0: hmm. um I'm yeah. A- I'm undecided. I'm undecided just, about either one of them.
1: I'm waiting for the Jace. I'm just really waiting for that Jace.
0: Out of curiosity, what is, what is as a creature, what is Chandra's creature type? Is she a human cleric?
1: Ah, uh, good question.
0: Or a human wizard? I'm just curious if there's actually going to be, like, I mean, not so much, I don't know, maybe even in standard, but a cleric tribal deck. I'm I'm curious if, like, this actually, if stuff like this makes Cabernet Souls go higher because
1: clerics <laughs> matter. <laughs> now, Liliana was a cleric. Chandra is a human shaman.
0: Okay, she's a, a shaman. Yep. All right. Oh my god! You know what, Cabin of Souls is at? What? Out of stock at
1: twenty nine. Wow. Glad I got mine at ten. Once again, buy low, people.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I know. And I, looking at Cabin of Souls makes me really wonder about Nixos.
1: Yeah, probably would be a good because Nixos when it was first spoiled reminded me of Cabal Coffers, and Cabal Coffers was like always a ten to twelve dollar card, and it wasn't even modern legal.
0: Really, and Nickthos, Nick. when it, Nickthos when it was spoiled, and maybe it's just because I was playing Modern Elves, reminded me of Gaea's Cradle.
1: <laughs> that too. That too. Um, but yeah, I think Nickels would probably be a pretty good pickup. and it's probably not going to be reprinted anytime soon. It, it
0: doesn't. It doesn't even matter. Just invest in real estate.
1: Yeah, invest in real estate.
0: Mm-hmm. So what else? Is there anything else? Where else do we go?
1: Uh, well, we did start talking about SCG Worcester, and yeah, I think I may do Reanimator. Um, I just feel combo decks are really well positioned in the meta right now. And, especially with Omnishow being so popular, Reanimator is one of the best matchups against Omnishow because you do everything Omnishow does, but quicker.
0: Uh, okay. Alright, yeah, I can see that. I mean, I. I guess. <laughs> 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 Shit, no, no, you have a point there. You yeah. do have a point there. Else,
1: you can run Iona. What does OmniShow yeah. do against Iona?
0: I'll already tell you what Omni Show will do against Iona.
1: Scoop?
0: Nope, not at all. What? No, because I I play... Right, so I started putting OmniShow back together.
1: Okay.
0: And I'm going to go back to that Burning Wish version of OmniShow. <laughs> okay. Which actually goes to Burning Wish, Diabolic Edict. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing I'll have my young pilot oh, no,
0: answers. It's not Diabolic Edict. It's, that was instant. It's um.
1: Uh, cha- chainer's Edict?
0: No, Innocent Blood.
1: Okay, Innocent Blood.
0: Yeah, that's good enough. I don't have Chainer's Edict. It's a sorcery. I can grab it with Burning Wish.
1: Yeah, I mean... So, like,
0: if I... If I, if I if you don't get Iona and you get Grizzlebrand or Elish Norn because that was what was in your hand or something, I'm, I can still, like, Cunning Wish, Intuition, Intuition for three Burning Wishes, Burning Wish for Innocent Blood.
1: I mean, if you have that much mana, you should probably just win.
0: Well, it's omniscience.
1: Yeah, but... You
0: have you have that much mana.
1: Yeah, I no. know. <laughs> how are you going to get that with uh, Iona naming Blue?
0: Right, no, I would need Burning Wish in hand.
1: Right, okay. So I'm just yeah. saying... Why would you do that with an Alishnorn or a Grizzlebrand when you could just win instead of killing it?
0: Yeah, that's a good point, too. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean, The, yes. oth- the other, the other thing is... You do like, tricksy things, or you could win.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I like to do fancy tricksy things. I mean, it, 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 if you remember... Uh, so when I used to play the Blue Red Omni Show deck, I used Living Wish on the Sideboard with Ulamog. Mm-hmm. But I got rid of Ulamog. Right. So I've decided instead I'll use Living Wish on the Sideboard for Ashen Rider.
1: Good.
0: <laughs> it seems it's it's a little different. I actually have to resolve the Ashen Rider for it to be valid. Where Ulamog, I just had to cast it. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, I'm cu- I'm curious to see. I'm I'm curious to throw it back together and see what it feels like. The funny thing is, like, I haven't played it in a while, so I don't exactly remember the seventy five that I used to play.
1: Right, right. I
0: th- I think I have them in a file somewhere. I have to look it back up and see because uh, I'm trying to remember like the number of cunning wishes that I went to because I play cunning wish with burning wish mm-hmm. which, which is awkward because like my wish board becomes so tight
1: <laughs> because there's instants and the sorceries and
0: each has its own function
1: yeah I actually had a pretty constructive debate with uh, my buddy Mike the other day about what would happen if legacy increased the sideboard from 15 to 20 cards like how much would that affect legacy I, uh, I think boy, it would affect it one, a lot
0: yeah how much would the prices be affected on wishes
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Wishes would get a whole lot better. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But it's just like a lot of times you're just like, well, I have... It's almost like feeling... It almost feels like you start every Legacy Tournament with only a 10-card sideboard because there's those five or six cards that you just have to run in every sideboard in order to be prepared for decks you know you're going to run into.
0: Like, like
1: Graff Cage. Yeah, like I, Drigger's I, Cage is an automatic two-of in pretty much every uh, Legacy deck I put together.
0: Uh, Okay, I was going to say at least a one of in just about every legacy deck I see.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And then depending on what colors you are, there are other cards that are just auto-includes as well.
0: So you know what I didn't have together when I was playing... um, What the hell was I playing? Food Chain? Yeah. You know what I didn't have in the sideboard that I really wanted, but I apparently don't own one anymore, is Engineered Plague.
1: Oh, yeah, Engineered Plague.
0: I'm like, I'll I'll skip Engineered Plague. I sat down against elves, I'm like, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
1: Engineer Plague is really, really good
0: Mm-hmm, yeah it, Because, I mean, it's, it's great to drop it and name Rogue
1: Yeah <laughs> Against True Name Nemesis decks yep, Exactly Or just name Elemental against... Uh, oh, yeah, Young Pyromancer decks, yeah I mean, it would probably be better to name Human to kill the Young Pyromancers in the first place But, worst case scenario, you can use it as a board wipe and to turn the Young Pyromancers into two ones for two Yeah it a lot less scarier in that regard
0: so, oh, well, hmm. what about
1: how how often do you play surgical extraction? I used to play surgical extraction a lot, but I haven't put it in a sideboard in a long time. I still know people who like it, but uh, a lot of legacy players that I really respect kind of convinced me not to run surgical anymore.
0: Yeah, it's it's not. I mean, I used to I used to play it a lot, but it seems like. Cage really just has replaced it in sideboards for me.
1: Right, and a lot of the arguments that people use of why they like Surgical Extraction, namely like you uh, edict their Tarmoglafe and then Surgical it, they don't have any more Tarmoglafe's. Well, if they still have a deck full of Nimble Mongooses and Delvers, it doesn't really matter that much. You're still thinning their deck out and making them more likely to draw their other threats. Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, I still like to play Surgical. I like to play it like
1: you know, I'll, oh, yeah. play it, I'll play it in a deck
0: where I'm playing Wasteland.
1: Oh, yeah, exactly. It's a great feeling when you Wasteland a Cloud Post and then Surgical it.
0: That is that is a really good feeling.
1: <laughs> I, have, I have done uh, that before, and it's great.
0: But. Or against 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 the Bug Delver deck who's only playing Islands, and you're actually able to
1: Surgical a Tropical. Or right. uh, or an Underground Sea. Right, right. So, I mean, there are definitely those feel-good moments, but I feel those are less than common.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're too seldom. And it's—I mean—it's nice against a turn one graveyard deck like Reanimator with a Lotus Petal or Tin fins. Yeah, either one of them. Uh, um, it's
1: probably the least—it's the one I hate seeing the most because it's out of nowhere and it's—it doesn't. What surgical extraction? Yeah, it's surgical extraction. You never see it coming because it's not that common anymore, and they can play it for free. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no defense against it.
0: That's what makes it so good, too. You like you feel safe because they're tapped out. <laughs> yep. So I'll just go for the combo now, and they play surgical. Yeah. I mean, the one that actually caught me this weekend, too, I was really surprised. The guy had two copies of extra bait that he cited in. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was really surprising. Um, and, again, you know, the one in Florida that really had me surprised was I, I very rarely see a ley line of the void.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: And that was that – was, uh, and, you know, the, the thing with the Food Chain deck, too, that was funny was, like, it playing it, I realized, like, yeah, people acknowledge Rest in Peace is actually really bad against the deck, too. Like, they don't want to bring in Rest in Peace, so the dig-through time is actually pretty safe to play. Right. It, it, it was, uh...
1: You could probably you know, also throw it? some
0: Tarmogoyfs in there as an alternate
1: win condition.
0: Uh, that I wouldn't bother with because with the with the dig through times and the deathrite shamans, I'm shrinking down my graveyard anyway. I wouldn't want to play tar- like I play Tarmogoyf. I like playing Tarmogoyf with Black I'm using him to Turak and Thoughtseize. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh yeah, you're so not really
1: filling your opponent's graveyard like Bug is. So
0: no, I, I, like if anything, I think I probably should have played four dig through times instead of two. Yeah, but I, I still think Omni Show is the best dig through time deck.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that.
0: Yeah. So I'm. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put it together, play it out a little bit, see what I think, and see how I want to tune it. and Probably end up bringing that to SCG. To yeah. I mean, I, I could last minute audible over to Tint just for the hell of it. Yeah. If I, if I can't figure out a build of Omni show that I want to play, but yeah. I, I,
1: what week is SCG? Is it the? Do you know I what? I think it's in three weeks. It's like the twenty third, fourth, fourth, and fifth. Okay. 4th so I probably I'm not gonna get my Grizzlebrands back for this week's Legacy, but I probably will for next week, so I can get a test in with. Reanimator. Why? You need to borrow Grizzle Brands? Yeah, I kind of sold my Grizzle Brands. If you
0: need to, yeah, if you want to borrow Grizzle Brands, I can fucking loan them to you. Uh, okay, yeah, that works out.
1: Maybe I'll run this uh, Grixis Reanimator deck this week then. Yeah, I'll just, uh,
0: and see if yeah, see if you end up getting hold of Ian too. Bring him down. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna I gotta see if I can make these proxies up for him. I probably won't have. I mean, I doubt I'll have them done by this Sunday, but I want to get them done by SCG Worcester anyway. I want to be able to give them to a SCG Worcester. Yeah, you do make some
1: pretty sweet proxies.
0: Well, that's the thing. He showed me some of the proxies that, like, I guess one of his buddies made him some proxies, mm-hmm. and I kind of looked at them, and they weren't they weren't terrible. You know, they, they were they were they were good. Yeah, and. um... But I know that I can make him some fucking sweet foil proxies, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah next time i'm I'm putting together another commander
0: deck I might be hitting you up again well let me know I just I wanted to make him these proxies to thank him for his help and help me get ten fizz back together yeah you, you can uh, make it because you just like my face
1: what's that <laughs> you just like my face
0: what do you mean I just like your face what the it's, hell are you talking about yeah, no, I'm stocking jive. never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess I don't hear the term Jive-ass turkey Enough anymore Ah, really? Every
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're a jive-ass turkey <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so this just got corny cool anyway. <laughs> uh, Air- Airplane is a classic
0: Yeah, yeah it is Actually, I haven't, I haven't seen it seen a while Dude, I've been watching uh, So, I started watching this sh- Netflix has a pretty cool series on it now, And I was watching So I was watching Daredevil, right?
1: Oh, I need to start
0: that Yeah, I hear good things yeah, I get into the third episode with my son, and I'm watching it, and about 15 minutes in, I like get up, and I start doing the dishes, and I shut it off. I'm like, all right, buddy, come over here with me. I'm like, I don't think I actually want you watching that, because when I stopped it, I realized it's rated mature audiences, mm-hmm. and the first couple episodes weren't so bad. The third episode started with a guy smashing another guy. Oh, spoiler alert! Uh, <laughs> I'm about to watch it. No. <laughs> but so somebody hit somebody in the face with a bowling ball repeatedly. Oh, like okay. yeah, I don't think I want to send my 12 year old home
1: with that stuff.
0: You know, and like then I I talk hey, to his turn mother. Turn that off
1: and play GTA
0: instead. <laughs> uh, or come do I don't know math puzzles with me or something. But, <laughs> like, it, well, it's cool. We, we've been watching The Wonder Years, and I know you're probably too young to remember oh, that.
1: Oh, no. Oh, Me and The Wonder Years, we go way back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so anyway, then I, I ended up, you know, I'm talking to his mother. I'm like, I just want to let you know that he was watching it, and I kind of stopped him from watching it. So if he's trying to watch it at home, you might not want to let him get away with it, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to be a parent, like when you have kids, and it's it's an interesting experience to like one day all of a sudden look at yourself in the mirror and go, When did I become the old guy at the party?
1: Yeah. I don't have kids that I know about, but then again Tijuana is a hell of a place. Yeah, well okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and herpes is a hell of a disease for my <laughs> No can't <laughs> uh, but anyway, well, so then I
1: mean and is I, a herpes of magic. Oh,
0: I start, so, uh, the, <laughs> Then I started Edwards. watching this uh I started watching Orange is the New Black. Okay. I've been trying to watch that for a while. It's about a women's prison.
1: Yeah, I, I never really was that interested in that.
0: No, I wasn't either, but then I started watching it. I'm like, alright, this is kind of interesting. And, uh, it's, it's funny because now
1: Lita's getting into it too. Because the storyline's actually really cool. Nice. I watched Wild Wild West with Will Smith. That's what I watched last night. It's still a good movie.
0: I've never seen that. You know what's actually a really good Will Smith movie? All of them? No.
1: Except for after.
0: That one's terrible. <laughs> not not all of them. I mean, I, I like the one about the vampires there, whatever the hell that was. The, uh, I, I Am Legend. I Am Legend. But you know what else is really, really good? Have you ever seen Seven Pounds?
1: Oh, no, but I hear good things
0: about that movie, too. Watch that. That movie is awesome. i will to see that. Yeah, that movie is awesome. And, and uh, Now, this all has nothing to do with magic, though. So, <laughs> aside from Siskel and Ebert,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, yeah, I don't think... Was there anything else... I don't even know if there was an event that went on was there
1: uh, I don't know That I don't think like Legacy do anything I mean not Legacy SCG I
0: don't, I don't know I'm trying to see when SCG Worcester is I can't even tell oh what do I Organized play right yeah Yeah. that's what I'm looking for They got three links for open series and none of them mention it so it's May 23rd and 24th so it is not it's not this weekend it's not next weekend it's the weekend after that Hey, you know what's you know what's awesome about that? Oh no, it's not. I was gonna say it's the last Sunday of the month too. <laughs>
1: and but it's not.
0: Nope, it's not. Uh, but that's actually cool because I could do.
1: Um, yeah. Well, and it's okay because I think the Sunday after is when uh, Modern Masters comes out. Maybe.
0: On the thirty-first.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. is that or at least that weekend?
0: Yeah, but they're not going to do any sort of pre-release it to you. That's just going to end up being modern anyway.
1: They did last year. Oh, did they? Yeah, for or not last year? Last Modern Masters. Um, turns out there was an SEG this weekend, though. But it looks pretty boring because guess what? First and second place were.
0: Uh, miracles. Yep. <laughs> oh my God, was it a miracles mirror
1: miracles for first mirror place? For oh first place.
0: place. Oh my God, that's rancid.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Third and fifth were both sto- uh, storm.
0: So let's go back to Thomas's comment then. Do you think they should ban something out of
1: Miracles? <laughs> Maybe. Wow, there were three Storm decks in the top eight. Third, fifth, and eighth were all storm. Which is also interesting, fourth and seventh. Absent Deathblade. Abzan Deathblade.
0: Huh. Oh, okay, yeah, I think that's like what uh I think that's what Ian was playing this weekend.
1: Yeah, a lot of people were talking about it. Um, Seems pretty cool. Uh, I'm just kind of comparing the list, seeing if there's any major differences here. Oh, that is sweet. So, two Tidehulls, scholar, One of my personal favorites that does not see enough play. Uh It's a white-black 2-2 artifact creature when it comes to play. Exile a card from your opponent's hand, and then... It's basically an O-ring for your opponent's hand.
0: That's okay. That's how you view it. Yeah, I, I view it as a compliment to Baleful Strix. Like if you were playing, like a, a d- oh yeah, I think it's <laughs> the same amount of card advantage. Same same casting cost. Uh, if you're playing a deck that's like triggering, or you know where artifacts are valid anyway.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I don't see why not. But yeah,
1: well, if running four Lilianas. That's pretty pretty intense.
0: Hmm. The um, yep. other, it really wants card advantage.
1: Yeah, the the one that came in fourth is a little more on the Mana de- Denial. It's running three Thalia, a Spirit of the Labyrinth. Um, oh, but they're also running the Tidehole Scholars, which are really cool. Um, it, it's basically a black-white deck. Uh Looks like Dead Guy Ale, and then they just splash green for Deathrite Shaman and Abrupt Decay. Which is cool, because I do like the Dead Guy Ales are making a comeback. Damn it. What?
0: I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm like, I started muttering around a little bit, so I went to the 14th place deck. Oh
1: God, (laughs) let me go. Let's see what it is.
0: (laughs) It's Tiffin's. (laughs) (laughs) Show and tell. Yeah, show and tell. And I started looking. I was curious to see see if there
1: were any burning wishes, and there's not. It's just straight mono blue. Show and tell. Um, Blue show and tell. Oh, it's omniscience. I really wish they would call it Omniscience and not frickin' Show and Tell, because Show and Tell could be...
0: I know, Show and Tell's a card, not a deck.
1: Yeah. Like, Omniscience is a deck. Show and Tell Um,
0: uh, is not. (laughs) Well, Omniscience is a card. Omni-Show is a deck.
1: All right. You know what I mean, though. Like, when you say Omniscience, there's only one deck Omniscience goes into. Show and Tell goes into a bunch of different decks.
0: No. What what
1: other decks do Omni-Show go into? Have you seen the Sneak and Show deck that sides them in? Uh, all right, that's a one-of circumstance. If you say Omni-Show, most people will be able to put together 90% of the cards. If you say Show and Tell, that could be Tin Fins, that could be Reanimator, that could be Sneak and Show, that could be Missions.
0: What about Eureka? Uh, Eureka is not in Mon- Mono Blue
1: omni show. If you call... What
0: about Hypergenesis?
1: Yeah, if you call it... Well, no, Hypergenesis is a deck. The deck is called Hypergenesis. It also Well, Hypergenesis when, is a card, but yes. Yeah. There are, but hi- hypergenesis, there are,
0: hypergenesis can play Omniscience.
1: What I'm getting at is there are certain cards, when you say that card, it represents a deck. Show and tell is not one of those cards.
0: You're right, okay. Yes, agreed. <laughs> 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 but, anyway, and... Uh, man, it seems like... And in looking at this list, you know, this might be something I'd want to try, except I'm still a fan of, like, I would lose Gataxian Probe because I want to play two copies of
1: Personal Tutor. Yeah. Uh, I hate the freaking Reanimator players who run Hapless Researcher. Hapless Researcher is not a card, people. Do not run Hapless Researcher.
0: So anyway, yeah, what, it, what actually had me kind of upset was when I realized that uh, that deck actually had two copies of You, Who Shelter's All. Mm-hmm. And one of my copies was actually in ten Fins. That's a card I haven't replaced yet. That's what I... Hey, I, I gotta go... I gotta go replace another besiege you. That sucks. Well, I just gotta find one. And that's... I mean, it's not as hard as, like, trying to find some of the
1: other stuff. Wait. This is really weird. How... What? So look at the Reanimator deck that came in 12. Yep. Tell me what's weird about their list.
0: Iona's Judgment?
1: Yeah. What the hell? Iona's Judgment, exile target creature or enchantment for four colorless and a white. How is Reanimator ever casting this card? Why is what is, is, this what is the, deck? the what is the creature he's worried about? I guess Deathrite uh, Shaman. But they are. Uh, I, I, I n- was
0: ge- I, I was guessing like what the hell's the fucking two one Flash Priest?
1: Oh, uh, you know what I Priest know what I bet it is? Well, it's a sorcery, right? Know what I bet it is? What. It's It also exiles an enchantment. He's using it for counterbalance. Instead of abrupt decay, for whatever reason, he's using Iona's Judgment. Because
0: he doesn't have access to green.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, he does. He's running gemstone caverns.
0: That's going to be in your opening hand, though.
1: Yeah, this list doesn't make sense.
0: I'm not... I'm, I'm not going to knock it. I mean, that's pretty interesting. Wait, I'm he pumped. does. He's
1: running two Bayou in a Tropical and a Sideboard. But Oh. What is this Iona's Judgment for?
0: Main deck against Miracles? Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know, man. That is pretty weird. What? Well, I guess I, Sorcery Speed, yeah, even for five, you can't get Omniscience off the field if they just landed it. Right. I don't know. I, I, I don't
1: understand I, that.
0: It seems like, yeah, it seems like, well, I, and where is, where is I, it getting white?
1: Gemstone Caverns. Know what I almost doesn't that have to be
0: in your opening hand?
1: Yeah. So know he's what I'm really almost not getting white. <laughs> I'm almost wondering if he like put the deck together last minute, like added it into the deck. No, no. You know what it is.
0: You know, no, no. Look at what's weird about this deck, Jerry. What? It's a typo. They screwed up. It's supposed to say Iona. Uh
1: <laughs> That makes so much more sense. <laughs> Damn it, SCG. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh, man, and everybody just bought out their
0: Iona's Judgment. Yeah, not, right? <laughs> they, they know how to raise the price on a card.
1: Uh, I should have known that, because when I played with SCG, they screwed up my deck list, too. They said I had a 13-card sideboard. Okay. Yep. Oh. Well,
0: what? so, Iona's Judgment is not a card.
1: Nope. No it is not. That is that makes so much more sense. It's supposed to say
0: <laughs> I'm actually wondering if that's supposed to say gemstone mine. Because gemstone cavern doesn't make sense.
1: Oh yeah, you're right. That definitely should be gemstone mine, not gemstone cavern. I didn't even put that the two and two together on that one.
0: So apparently somebody must have played Reanimator with very poor handwriting.
1: Yeah, poor handwriting or someone at SCG was drunk. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, they're like, fuck that, it's one in the morning, we just had a Miracles mirror, I am out of here. Yeah, exactly,
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> well, alright, anyway, so, not terribly any, yeah, when Miracles is first and second, really nothing exciting happened. Mm-hmm. All day.
1: <laughs> yep, well it's another storm, which also reinforces the idea that Combo's really good right now. Yeah, don't tell
0: me that shit. I'll be fucking sleeving up ten fins a <laughs> <or> second. <seven.
1: laughs> you know, I'm considering bringing back Reanimator.
0: I'd be faster. I just I I can't fucking let myself do it. Yeah. I I want to play two days. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could I could just yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah,
1: that's my goal. Make day two.
0: I just want to play as much legacy as possible. Yeah. With, where without involving
1: moto. <laughs> <laughs> Just try that crocodile.
0: Yeah, but planning on some breakfast though.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, anyway, should we? Uh...
0: Yeah, I don't think I don't think there's much else this week, right? There was there was spoilers. You didn't play Legacy. I did uh, making up some proxies for Ian because he's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, see if yeah, it'd be cool if you guys get together if you bring him down into at to tea. Yeah, man. Uh, and see if see if uh, let me know if you guys have interest in breakfast.
1: Uh, Ah, so early.
0: Yeah, I know, but like, I think somebody got there late. And I'm like, yeah, that's why you gotta come grab breakfast. Oh, Brent. Brent showed up. Yep. And, uh, hadn't been able to see Brent in a little while. Yeah. But anyway, so I'm gonna wash up some cards here and, uh, see if I can work some magic on some magic.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And then I gotta see if I can get these clicks back to my buddy to let me borrow them, because he's fucking a boss like that. Mm hmm. And then I got to see if I can put a deck together for him for SCG, and see if I can put a deck together for me for SCG, and hopefully get to see a lot of people there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah seeing people.
0: Yeah, see people there. Awesome. And uh, aside from that, I'm gonna keep fucking playing with this stupid little vapor
1: thing because I got a new addiction. Yeah, there you go. All right, all you people out there, stay strong. Don't try Crocodile. It's bad for you. And
0: Abrupt Decay, whatever's on the field.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Good call.
0: I'm really thinking I should be trying up, like, bug miracles. (laughs) I just want to play both Abrupt Decay and Counterbalance.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Do I do four-color reanimator? Black, blue, red, and green?
0: Would you... you would you play worldly tutor in that ah uh, no got now no, no? Well, so there's got to be a useful worldly tutor
1: yeah it'll come one day it'll come would you establish and got a lot of money everybody want to be your buddy and honey like to builders <laughs> they call skyscrapers and you feel it you nothing can save you, But this is the season of catching the vapors. And since I got time, what I'm gonna do? And tell you how they spread it throughout my crew. Well, you all know T.J. Swan who sang on my records. Make the music nobody beats the to this. Well, check it. Back in the days before, just began, it. He used to try to talk to this girl named Fran. The type of female with fly Gucci wear. With big drug jewelry and extensions in the hair. When Swan tried to kick it, she always best. Talking about, Save me please, you work for UPS. Since she wasn't no type of big drug dealer. My man, Cheesy Swarm, didn't appeal to her. But now he chucks gold and wears fly belly boots. Rough leather fashion and tough still suits. Now she stopped fronting and wants to speak and be coming to all the shows every single weekend. To get a deeper number, she be begging, please, dying for the day to get skeezed. She got the paper. She got the paper. She got the paper.